Welcome to the Triple M's Dead Set Legends podcast for Betfair. Play your own way this autumn racing carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. And it's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. A legendary... Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lachnan, Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, welcome to show one of season 2023. Yes. And Joey JZ, we have a recruit. We do. Yeah. Please, yeah. round of applause for Lima. Welcome. Just clapping myself in. Yeah. <laughs> I knew yes. if I lobbied hard enough yes. and slept in the studio for long enough, you'd have me as a permanent member of the team. So, so, so. tell me your pitch. When you're pitching yeah. to the bosses, what are mm. you bringing to Dead Set Legends? What was the what was the I said moment I'm, that got them over the line? I said, I'm cheap and available. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. And they went, you hide. Yeah, <laughs> well, Jay-Z and I had a different take because post-season, you, you went away, but we had our post-season review with yeah. the bosses and a, a bit of a list management chat about where the, the team oh, yeah. was at. And yeah. we got some feedback, didn't we, Jay-Z? We needed yeah. a bit more personality. Yeah. We needed a bit more spunk in the right. team. Well, yeah. we're not I'm funny not, enough. Not funny enough. <laughs> we needed to just go out and find a big recruit. and More flair. Thought, who better than Triple Levity. M Royalty Limo yeah. to come in it, full time? It is a bit of a blow to your personality. Personality when they're like, hey, we just thought you might need a comedian. I person and everyone's like, oh, Kath, she means well, but she's not very funny. At least you and I, least you and I know we're not funny. Jay-Z got a bit flack because he thinks he's the funny guy That's and it true, really guys. did deflate his confidence. That is true. I thought I, was, I thought I was a bit funny. You think I'm here for my footy news. <laughs> I'm here for the gags and, you know, which, it's, it's funny, you know, actually, it's funny you say that because do you know what I've discovered over the, for the, for the first time in 35? Five years. Mm-hmm. Conditioner. How often do you use conditioner? I've never used conditioner. Never, me never. Yes. Because my hair goes frizzy. I get afro, <laughs> so I stay away from shampoo and conditioner. Are you a conditioner man? No, I used to be I used to be a pert two in one guy many years ago. <laughs> 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 now I'm just shampoo. Wasn't that the anti-dandruff oh. shampoo and conditioner? Oh, yeah. Two in one. <laughs> it smelled funny. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You know what, I, what annoys me is the shampoo and conditioner bottles in terms of they're never at the same mark. So I think it's always is it always the shampoo that runs out more in conditioner. Are you like, are you like my wife who's got seven different types of yes. shampoos oh, and six yeah. different conditioners? Like, yeah, can there be so, yeah. you like have that? treatments? You got yeah, oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, I get where she's at. What do you need conditioner for, by the way? Well, Jay-Z? it's starting to go a bit thin. Yeah, I know. Thinking, what, what, how, no, what do I need to do? <laughs> Trust here? me, so conditioner's not going to stay that way. <laughs> anyway, hey team, I'm up and about because I went to Ed Sheeran last night. One hundred and ten thousand people there, so I'm still I'm I'm in love with the sheep of you. I'm still singing around. And, Sorry, you know, what was it? Well, I, we, I've we got Ed Sheeran in my head after last no, night. Go again. But, I don't know no, how the I'm song goes. Sing it twice, right? <laughs> but something really funny happened because, um, and this is the, the jokes that I'm trying here, Joey. So you mark this one early. Lemo, Lemo will judge it. Don't be sure. too critical. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a function room in the committee room beforehand, right? And we're having a few. Oh, oh lardy oh, oh, yeah. oh, so, no. so, Sorry, Your Majesty. Yeah, so <laughs> I ate a lobster roll first. Well, this is this is going well. Anyway, so we're there. You know how to rock out. Lobster. The roles in the committee room. It was a, a really fun night. But at the start of this function, or midway through this function, these two sort of, um, how do I say it, elderly people walked in the function room that no one sort of knew. Your mates. Mm. Yeah, and, and so the security sort of like, oh, hello, sir, madam, you know, what, what are you guys up to? What are you after? And it was, he goes, well, we're Ed's parents, and we're just what? looking, we're, we're Ed's parents, 
and we're just wondering if there's somewhere to sit for us or whatever. Come right in, Mr. and Mrs. Sheeran. Yes, you can. Were they actually? In. It was them. Like, I didn't check their ID, Kath, but he said they sort of looked like him. So. Well, they sort of looked claim. like him and just said, where are, where are these parents? Yes. Anyone could yes. have done that. I, yeah. see, I tell you what, there's there's gingers getting together all over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, his, I'm his sister, I'm his, I'm his, sister, I'm his brother, cousin. In, Did you go up and chat to them? Or I, no, I would have wanted to confirm that it said Sheeran's yeah, parents. Well, I, I was not in a position to be check, asking for ID. I was ha- having oh, a good time. But you have a polite chat, you know. But they, they come in and they're looking sort of at all the um, it's all the pictures and, and, and stuff on the walls, right? And they're, they're taking through, you know, Warnies, Matrick and all that sort of stuff because they run a museum back home. That's what they do. Ed Sheeran's parents oh. are museum curators, I think they, they call you. Anyway, so... Yeah, met, you know, well, I didn't, yeah, just hanging out with Ed Sheeran's parents. It'd be pretty yeah. wild. Like, I'm not, you're all dads, but imagine yeah. giving birth to a child who's then, you know, goes on to become Ed Sheeran and you're yep. sitting at a concert mm. where there's 110,000 people yep. there yeah. watching him Still play. Got my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Noah. I'm thinking Guitar lessons start this week. No, get your kid into golf or tennis and you should be right. This is Triple M's Dead Set. Legends. That was one of the songs on Grand Theft Auto. Did you play that as a kid? <laughs> no, I, I didn't pitch you as a Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> no, <I was> really? <laughs> what, a, what a loser, Kath. Oh. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joe J, Kath and Lemo. <laughs> Hayman. Kath, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> no. Often, wow. wow. That shocks me. So you would be playing video games. Oh, I loved it. And you would um, hire it out from like Blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you would hire yeah. out Grand Theft Auto from yeah. the Blockbuster. Oh, you're not that old, were you? Yeah. No. Yeah. And, you and you'd would... have it for the week, and I'd just sit there playing it for a week. What was your favourite? Then... A- what was your favourite aspect of the game? Because Grand Theft Auto got Driving pretty right. Around and so... and... Yeah, and you kill people. Yeah. Wow. What other games did you like okay, to play? No, this is getting no. This is painting a bad picture of me. I don't like uh, killing people. We'll discuss just... this another time. Yeah. Super Mario. Yeah. Now, we, know, hey, we know it's not real people. Okay. <laughs> let's talk a bit of footy, hey? Because uh, preseason games. Currently underway and um, round one just right around the corner. So yesterday, St Kilda, they beat Essendon by 35 points. Sydney over um, had a 43-point win. That was over Carlton and also Adelaide defeating West Coast by 59 points. But we know the results aren't really – they don't mean much at this point. It's more, Joey, from your point of view, I want a, a key takeout from each game, a player who has looked to go on another yeah. level or, or a structure, whatever it is. Tell me, St Kilda, Essendon, what was your key yeah, take We're not going to overreact, but certainly, no. and we take everything with a, a grain of salt, but from what we've seen so far, we start to get a bit of a feel, and St Kilda, who were really disappointing against Melbourne the week before, they were they were excellent last night with their effort. So they're, they're missing a whole host of names, but for the first time we saw what Ross Lyon's going to bring to this group. They had a no-name forward line. It was Zane Cordy and Mitch Owens were mm. the tools down there, um, but they were able to put a score together because of their effort and their pressure, and which is what Ross Lyon will do. We know that it doesn't matter... If you don't have the big names, they certainly provided that. But Essendon, they'll be disappointed. They were a bit flat. They got beaten in contested ball by about 30. So this much vaunted midfield, they're all playing, you know, Sheil and Merritt and Parrish and all these guys, Archie Perkins and, and Andy McGrath, they got well and truly beaten up around the ball. So we know it's been an issue for them. That's something they're going to have to work on. They've had tough conditions both games, Essendon. So hard to get a feel for their game plan, with has, the win, but the effort stuff needed to be a bit better. Jay-Z, have you started drafting a 
Brad Scott uh, will get sacked article. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not because I'm talking to him Wednesday. So be yeah. very positive from me. But what are their, their big theme over summer, Joe, has been the defence. Because they've been like yeah. 18th, 18th, 18th for defence over the past yeah. years. Mm. That has been such a key focus. How, how did you look? How has that shape? It looked they, a bit so? better. But again, hard with Essendon games because both have been really windy. So yesterday at Moorabbin, one way was a really big factor. So it was yeah. hard to sort of get a, a feel. They didn't cough up too big of a score against St Kilda. So hard to get a gauge on that. But they're... Their contest and their pressure stuff was just a bit off St Kilda's. And Sydney and Carlton, what about Errol Gordon? Errol Gordon is a name. If you haven't heard it, you will soon. He's go- he's on the verge of being a top 20 player in the competition. He is going Whoa. to be a superstar. Think about what Chad Warner did this year in his yes. third year. Yep. Went from nowhere to being a Brownlow favourite. Errol Gordon is on track to do something similar for the Swans. He had 45 disposals and three goals last <laughs> night. Yeah. Playing in the midfield. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So Sydney, that's the story for them. They, they looked pretty good. And I'm not concerned about Carlton. I know they got beaten, but they left Harry Mackay at home. Paddy Cripps didn't play. A mm-hmm. few others. I'm not concerned about the Blues, despite if you see the scoreline, it wasn't as bad as it looked. What I did love is literally one quarter into that game, Carlton fans on Twitter, season's over. Yeah. This <laughs> is it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Don't get carried away for yeah. a season, team. No um, Martin or McGovern either. Are yeah. you buying the, the Carlton hype, Joey? Yeah, I am. Yeah, what do I you am. think? Are I they think they're top, top, top four? Yeah, they can make top four. There's no excuses for Carlton this year. I think their list is cherry ripe. They've got a great coach, a great leader. Their system, the way they play, was taking shape last year. They blew it late in the year, let's be honest. They lost two games by a kick and played two really poor games. Otherwise, they're on track to play finals. I think it'll be. I think it'll be actually be a blessing the skies missing the eight last year for them. I think that'll Hungry. catapult them this year in the finals. Yeah, that sting and burn of yeah. finishing nine. So you've got Carlton top four. A lot of people, when we talk about bottom four, would probably have Adelaide in there. But the Crows, Poor they've been Turner. one of the impressive teams they of have. this preseason both, period. Both preseason games, last week against Fremantle and then last night against West Coast, they look good. They look sharp. They move the ball really well. Uh, their kicking skills, which has probably been a bit of a knock. They've always been great effort and pressure side, but they looked, Hitting targets, they looked sharp. They moved the ball well. They've got an exciting forward line with McAdam and Rankin and Rochelle. And obviously, you know, uh, Fogarty was really good again. He's, He's going to take over to walk us. So Adelaide were good. West Coast, yeah, a bit disappointing. Uh, they're still up and down for me, although the good signs, McGovern and Barras were rock solid in defence. So that's always a good start. If you want to win a few more games than the two they won last year. Any big news come out of this preseason period? Some injury um, updates on this. So Mitch Owens, who's very Marcus Winhager, excuse me. Yep. Mitch Owens was very good forward. Yep. Marcus Winhager broke his hand last mm. night. The Saints still saying hopeful um, of him playing round one in the season opener against Fremantle. Good young player, yep. um, but hopefully that is not too bad. But he had his arm in a sling last night and will undergo surgery. Also, Jake Stringer, an update on him. Not expecting him to play in that round one game against Hawthorne. So we know he's had that interrupted preseason as a back, which seems become a hamstring uh, hamstring strain confirmed on the scans. And they're going to have to build back his fitness base because he has missed a fair bit of a uh, chunk of training over January, February. So I'm not expecting Jake Stringer to play in that round one game as they look to get him back and try and set him up, Joey. Mm-hmm. Some success. He's important forward. Game against the Hawks round one. Uh, Hawthorne, the way they played against Collingwood, Lemo, they mm. might just give themselves a bit of a chance against the Bombers. Yeah, absolutely. That's a must win. We've got to beat Essendon. We've got to beat Geelong. <laughs> they're, yeah. the two for you. they're my targets. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about anything else. Round 
one's grand final day for Lilo. Yeah. Gotta knock off the bombers. <laughs> Mad Monday. Do you want to join me after that after that Sunday? Hey, you know what, Lemo, because it's your first show, yep. I'm gonna give you the reins. I'm new to the team and I want to get to know you guys, and I've learned about you, Kath. You're a Grand Theft Auto fan. Yeah. We need to revisit that at some point. I'll tell you what, we need to get the game out at some point. And get <laughs> and watch her play it and just, you know, see. Yeah, what video yeah. games did you play as kids? We can do that now. Move time. along, oh, move along. I was uh, Cosmic Monster was mine, which was a Space Invaders ripoff right. type thing. We're going back a while. <laughs> you know. Hey, what about, though, what about posters on your bedroom wall? This oh, is a good yeah. insight into people. Uh, do Joey, kids still do that? Do your kids do that? Um, Mike Noah's got a little do- a dinosaur th- at the moment, a dinosaur oh, on his wall. A dinosaur he loves dinosaurs. Yeah, Where did a- he get it from? Uh, he's par. He's par. Oh, he does all yeah, that right. stuff. Um, I had Nathan Buckley. So Nathan yeah, Buckley, right, I was okay. a bad Collingwood. Really? Yeah. He was my um, my footy idol. So he was definitely on the wall. And the one that they weren't necessarily on the wall, but I certainly mm. had these little posters around. I was a bit of a hornbag as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I had like the Jennifer, like through the 90s, I had like Jennifer Love Hewitt from Party oh, of Five, yes. Carmen Electra, yeah. all those sort of little Hammer ones. Hammer Anderson? No, I was more Carmen Electra. Yeah, right. Okay. Brunette man and like Nev Campbell, yeah. party of five. So all right. those little, um, clip this up. Even, yeah, <laughs> all all even Nicola Charles from home uh, from from Neighbours, the, uh, right. the English that went out with yeah. Dr. Carl so, Kennedy for a while. I had all of them on just it, on my diary and in, in my Jay Z. Do you have Chua Lipa on your wall right now? <laughs> I know it's show one, but can I just say it's going to be hard to top. I was a bit of a hornback <laughs> for quarter of the year. Oh, well, I was a teenage boy, Jay Z. Come with well, me, help me out. A teenage boy, a bit of a theme here because I was a real Jennifer Aniston man. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the TV hits. Remember, used to get the old TV oh, hits yeah. magazine. I mean, there was Gary Ablett Senior and Dean yeah, Jones boring. and all that sort of stuff. Jennifer Aniston. Absolute babe. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, I was clearly what a about slow starter growing up <laughs> in country South Australia in a little farmhouse. I had I had David Hooks was my yes, yeah. cricket hero. Peter Knights mm-hmm. taking a hanger. Hawk. Just loved Peter Knights, but I also had a Kiss poster. From their, from their oh, love yeah. gun, their love gun yeah. tour. Yeah. I had no idea what love gun meant at the time, but uh, <laughs> so was, you you went focused on girls. You just loved your sporting no, lo- heroes and good music. Love my sport and my music. What, what about your kid. bedroom wall, Kath? <laughs> no, I was. I didn't have any posters. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't tacky like you lot. Says the guy on left auto, mate. Come on. You had no, no po- actually, Did you I grow didn't. up in a hospital? How do you have no <laughs> posters? I am quite minimal. I don't like too much. I don't yeah. like crap on the wall. See, I could, I no. could see you like it very tidy. I yes. can picture you with a little bit of oh, Justin Timberlake. Was JT your vibe? Yeah, I actually did go to the Justin Timberlake concert. Also went to the Pussycat Dolls growing up. I remember that. They were big. But I think if I was to have a post, I loved S Club 7. (laughs) Loved S Club 7. So I reckon I would have had a poster of them if I was to have one. I've got to say, S Club 7 and Grand Theft Auto is a weird mix. (laughs) Combo. But I remember my brothers always had the sporting one. Glenn McGrath. There was a big Glenn McGrath. Oh, that yeah. got a good yes. run in my brother's room for, for years. Warnie. Michael Jordan. Yep. Right yeah. There. Yeah, right up there. Hey, speaking of Warnie, can you believe it is 12 months to the day? It's amazing how 12 right months on. to mm. the day. Were we on air at the time? We did the Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah, it was, I think we it came was in Saturday and had morning. to speak about it. Yeah. 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 I think we should pay respects to the great man next mm. and, and relive uh, Shane Warne because, uh, gee, he touched us all and was just one of the greatest figures in, in sport history. So... We're going to take a trip down memory lane with our great uh, dear friend Shane Warne next. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joe J, Kath and Lemo. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
Sport is full of legends. And so is this show. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Gents, hard to believe it has been 12 months to the day since this happened. It's a sad morning. Everyone's flat. We've just lost our greatest sporting idol, really, the past 20 or 30 years. He's transcended sport, really. I mean, to, to put that sort of rock star into the sport, uh, we've never seen anything like it. I'm not sure we ever will. And... I just loved him. I, I really loved the fact that I, I knew this guy as a slow bowler, but also as a character in the game and as a mate. So, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough day today, a tough day for all of us. Yeah, I am feeling flat. I, I woke up and I saw the news and I just thought... We've lost, we have lost a, a true legend. He lived a completely different life in Australia, like, you know, as an Australian than anyone else in regards to how big he was around the world. And he did so much. He was such a generous man. My son attends uh, an autism school in the northern suburbs. And the Shane Warne Foundation was gracious enough to purchase them a minibus, which enables the, the staff to take children out on day trips and things. And oh, wow. I really feel that it's important that people don't forget that side of him. The Gatting Ball definitely changed my life. First ball in Test cricket in England. For Shane I was at uh, the ground at Old Trafford in 93 when Warney bowled that ball. Warney came on to bowl that ball and um, one of them goes, Ah, oh, Shane Warne's on. Mike Gadding looks this. And he's done it. <laughs> and they just went silent. Gadding has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Warney was an all-time great, a once-in-a-century type cricketer. The game was never the same after Warney emerged and the game will never be the same after his passing. All I try to do is honest up front and just be me. And along the way, I made plenty of silly mistakes and I'll make, I'll make plenty more in my life. I've never pretended to be something I'm not. Rest in peace, King. Jeez, it sends a shiver up your spine mm, hearing his voice. It was so hard to believe 12 months ago and it's even just as hard to believe that he's no longer with us. Yeah, well done to Dave Collins who put that together. Yeah. It was a lovely month. So she used to play cards with him, yeah. Joey, and they, the, the hours would fly by, I imagine. He would, would have been, was he as entertaining and as, as flamboyant on the field as what he was? Absolutely. Know? He yeah. was just so engaging and personable. So he would open the door, he'd be in his tracky pants, no shoes on. <laughs> How are you, Joey? Yeah, the pizza's coming. Uh, he welcomed everyone, offered everyone drinks. Like he was the, the, hosting everyone, yeah. all of us, mm. and we were just there. Like, I was losing a lot of money, trust me. Those nights weren't cheap. But whenever I got an invite, I wasn't missing out on the opportunity to go to Warnie's house and play poker. So I'd go home empty-pocketed, but it was still worthwhile. I I was lucky enough to be an ambassador for his foundation for about five years, so I got to know him pretty well. And and got to see a lot of the charity work he did as well, and he really cared about that stuff. That doesn't mm. that wasn't just a thing he did because mm. he thought it'd be good optics. He did it because yeah. he genuinely mm. cared. But I remember going home and saying to my wife one time, I said, "Gee, Warnie," because it was weird to me, right? I go, "Warnie bloody loves me. It's weird. <laughs> like he really likes me." And I was trying to reconcile it in my head. Yeah. But what I realised after time is that's how Warnie made everyone feel. Yeah. Mm. He was just, when he spoke to you, he just made you feel really special. He had that knack. Mm. You thought you were special with Warnie, didn't but you? But that was <laughs> you were besties. That was really dead. But that's what stood out at the memorial at the MCG. Like, Limo and I a bit same. You felt like you would say you were friends with Shane, but then you realize he had like thousands and yeah. thousands of people that said <laughs> yeah, yeah. the same thing about him, like and much, much, much bigger names all around the world. But yep. that's because of his personality. He was so engaging and endearing, and he yeah. made mistakes. He wasn't, you know, putting himself on a pedestal compared to anyone else. He was just like the average Australian who just happened to bowl mm. the best leg spin we've ever seen, yeah, you know, in, in ever. So. And everyone loved to talk about a Warney story of, you know, night out with Warney or poker night or whatever. But one thing he always did, which um, 
great stories, and we heard it in the montage there of, of what he did for that autism school. He mm. was so generous yep. with kids yep. and particularly, mm. you know, lending his cricket brain to anyone who wanted to chat cricket and, and improve. And there were so many times walking out of a game or, or whatnot with uh, Fox Cricket and he always get got bombarded for autographs mm. and selfies or whatnot and he never turned a kid away. Yep. He always would play with the kids, talk to the kids, get a selfie, Sometimes he'd openly complain, like, oh, I don't have time for this, but, you know, I've got to do it because I like you, you know, and, yep. and kids just loved him. Yep. And 12 months on, we're still thinking of the family because the rest of you, know, a lot of people move yep. on with their lives, but True. for Jackson, Summer and Brooke, who are still, you know, living yeah. this every day, we send our thoughts to them. They've been at the Ed Sheeran concert both nights, Ed Sheeran, a big fan, yep. a big friend of, of yep. Shane Warnes as well. So our thoughts still go to the family because we are thinking of them. Yeah, well, well said, said. Well said, Joey. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Good morning, Rusty, and welcome back for 2023. Hello, Kath. How are you all? Oh, we're better for having you on the show, Rusty. Hey, we'll get straight into it. The F1 season, it's underway. Hard to see anyone catching Red Bull, but it looks like Aston Martin might challenge Ferrari for the remaining trophies. Pretty crazy. If you told me that at the end of 2022 that that might happen, I would have cast some doubt on it. But the form we've seen from them in the pre-season testing looks valid. It looks real. So uh, Fernando Alonso, one of the, the oldest drivers on the grid, but still kind of with that feisty determination of drivers that are half his age, uh, he's gone quickest in session two. Um, but the key thing, as you rightly point out, Kath, when you drill down into the detail, the Red Bulls are both there in sessions one and two at the pointy end. Um, but the Aston Martins do look like they might challenge Ferrari for the, the final sort of trophy spot on the podium based on what we've seen so far. Rusty, that would be um, one of the stories of the season. I, that, I can't believe that. You would think Ferrari, after some of the disappointments last year, would try and get their uh, sort of uh, ducks in order. But if Aston Martin can um, can stun them, that would be some story. But tell us about the pastry van. Of course, it's Aussie <laughs> Oscar Piastri. He's in a McLaren. Um, they were slow for Daniel Ricciardo. Um, how are they going for our man Oscar? Looks frustrating so far, doesn't it? So 12th in session one, but that's not really indicative because that was when the the kind of sun was setting. It's not really the same sort of time frame as the as the races. But in session two, he was 15th. He's talked about it just being like a like a learning weekend. Um, it, it does sound like there are some frustrations creeping in, particularly for Fernando, for um, Philando Norris, his teammate. So um, I think if if Oscar can maybe bag some points, just stay out of trouble and have a good finish to his first GP. That'll be box ticked. I was looking at the wages yesterday in <laughs> F1. Verstappen, 55 million. Uh, Oscar Piastri, just 2 million. The oh. poor fella. He's got a, bit, got a bit of work to do to How's catch up. How's he going the... to survive? Oh, no. How's he going to get by? <laughs> uh, and Rusty, one week until the supercar season gets underway in Newcastle. Is that a tough venue to uh, debut those new generation cars? Limo, it's a cool place. So that you, you tend to showcase the cars down along the waterfront, up by the beaches, and they crisscross some of the city streets there in Newcastle. But what you're leading to here is it is brutal, right? So for the men and women who've worked over summer to build these brand-new generation cars, I think I saw an article from Craig Lowndes during, you know, during the week talking about it being a very stressful way to, to kick-start the season. But you know what? Um, the, the Camaro and the new Mustang look and sound unreal, guys. So I can't wait for the racing to get underway. And you talked about those wages before, Limo. 
I mean, poor Max Verstappen, he'll be sort of, you know, compared to you, mate, he's got a bit of work to do still, doesn't he? <laughs> he'll, he'll get there one day, don't worry about it. <laughs> Keep plugging away, Max. Hey, Rusty, great to have you back on the show. Looking forward to the year ahead. Great to catch up. Thanks, guys. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Gents, round one, not too far away. Jay-Z, what are you, what are you working on right now? Because well, you're always working on yeah, something. Yeah. What is it? Well, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but that's sometimes what we do at the Herald Sun, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we have to get to the big um, free agents. It's always a big discussion around contracts and who's going where. You love JC, JC. Yes. It's not even 11 a.m. Yes. On the first day of Dead Set Legends, mm. footy starts in two weeks. Yes. And you're talking about free agency. Yes. Yeah, well, it's what the people like. They like the um, <laughs> basically the, the clickbait gets a lot of headlines on these ones. Next year's well, list. Joey's Next year's list. Joey's had a massive sort of trade period. He put all yep. his eggs in the Luke Jackson basket, and then yeah. he, he brought across Jay Graymere at Fremantle. So they are the big moves that he had, and he's a really um, an intriguing free agency pool because although. The talent isn't outstanding, and we know with free agents you can essentially get these players for nothing. So, yes, you still have to pay them, but they are to trade. So you don't have to give up a first-round pick, for example, for um, you know Ben Mackay at North Melbourne, Jay Gresham at St Kilda, and Darcy Parrish at Essendon are probably the top three. And what is really interesting about these, Joe, and club list managers have been talking about it a lot, is these clubs who I just mentioned are all bottom four chances. And we know the way the free agency compensation works. For example, if North Melbourne lose Ben Mackay and finish second bottom, it means they will get not only pick two for finishing second last, but they get pick three for his departure. Mm. Same goes with, with um, Jade Gresham at St Kilda. If they're going to finish bottom four, and I know they played well last night. Hey, but, bottom six, all right. Let's... Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be too Darcy half empty. Let's not be too grim. Yeah. yeah. And then Darcy Parrish at Essendon um, is the same. He was pretty quiet last night, um, Joey. So if I can just pick your list manager's brains for a second. If you're North Melbourne, if you're Alistair Clarkson, and you've got the opportunity of keeping Ben Mackay for, say, on a five-year deal worth 800 or losing the fullback and getting pick three for him. So you get pick two and pick three. Same goes St Kilda, Jaden Gresham. Same goes Essen and Darcy Parrish. Could add even Harry Himmelberg at the GWS Giants is another one. Giants, we think, sort of bottom four, bottom six. Yep. He's another one. So there's four players. Yep. What would you prefer? It's a very, very good point. If you had to pick one, Ben Mackay at North Melbourne for the next five years or a generational star at pick three, like a Harry Sheasel or George Wardlaw who they got in last year's draft, which way would you go? Oh, it's a tough one because they're untried. I know they're hyped. There's going to be you know generational players, but not always the top 10 picks do work out. Where with someone like a Ben Mackay, 200-centimetre key defender, you do still need to build a premiership team around some senior players. I get the Gresham and Parrish one a little bit more. I think that... If you're going to get a top five pick instead of those players, it's a fine line because Darcy Parrish is a top five pick. Yep. And are you going to get a player better than Darcy Parrish if you're an Essendon supporter? It's yep. a fascinating one, but it's something the clubs will think about because not only do they get those early picks, you've got to remember, it will also free up $700,000 from their salary cap Correct. because they let that player leave. They get a top five draft pick on 100000 and they've got 700000 they can spend on someone else yep. if they wanted to go and target someone else. So... It's a really good shout because you want to be rebuilt quicker and yep. maybe getting a nine, an 18-year-old top 10 draft pick is better than having a 26-year-old 
who you, they've probably you know reached their level of, of capacity, what they can provide. And maybe it depends a little bit on the clubs because we know Essendon have got some top-end talent already. They've had some picks with Cox and Perkins and Reid, uh, Hobbs, for etc. And North Melbourne have had some high draft picks. St Kilda's the one I think Gresham's fascinating because mm. they haven't had those picks. Mm. They don't have the top-end talent. They are looking to recalibrate their salary cap at the moment, which is probably, if not full, it's a little bit over. So I think um, he is really interesting. The other contract news, Kath, is on Kasai Pickett. So we hear a lot of jungle drums beating about Port Adelaide. Into him, speaking uh, to Melbourne this week, they are really happy with all that sits. They, they say Kasai Pickett, very committed to the football club. They are expecting him to stay as opposed to Luke Jackson. I think the writing was on the wall very early in that piece last year. They knew that most likely be losing Luke Jackson for WA. They are much more confident about Kasai Pickett staying to Melbourne, and we saw him on last yeah, Friday he, night. He was looking the goods, wasn't he? He is an excitement yeah. machine and can take yeah. his game to a new level. What did he kick 40 goals last year? Yeah, now, he's kicked 40 goals the last two years. Now dancing through the midfield, mm-hmm. he's yeah. going to be an absolute weapon. But I think Melbourne fans can just rest a little bit more easy. Jay-Z, when you say he's very committed to the football club, yeah. is that like saying someone has the full support of the board? It is. It is a bit. It makes me yeah. nervous. I'm yeah. pretty sure you were saying the same thing about Luke Jackson last year. <laughs> yeah. No one was confident that they were keeping him. Yeah, well, Lemo's just a little... I mean, how are you feeling about the footy year coming up, Lemo? Because you're, you know, you're, oh, Sam, Sammy Mitchell and the boys, you know, you're all, all very positive. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love them all. However, this yes. year it's going to be... A, is it a tough year for Hawthorne fans? No, no, we'll play finals this year. <laughs> Get on the Hawks, I, 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 actually want, I actually want to chat to Limo in the second hour about that, about the Hawks mm. and what their expectations are and whether losing more games is actually better for them. Yes. Number one getting pick. picked one Harley Reed. more important than maybe winning a few How more games. How about it? Show oh, one. We already gonna... ta- do we know who the number one pick is? Harley Reid. This yeah. kid's going to be a star. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll find out. I'll get my as a Hawk supporter. This, this season hasn't even started. We're talking free agency. Yes. Uh, get used to it, Lemo. Yeah. All year, this is what we do. Speculation. You've joined a footy show, so how's this show one? And he's got his Hawks cap on, too. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J, Kath and Limo because Limo, you are part of the crew full time in 2023. I am very excited to be here. I think our first hour was uh, award winning. Can I say that? Excellent. Limo, very good start. Who decides? I'm I'm already preparing a speech on our behalf (laughs) for the radio awards later this year. So well done, team. Great to be on board. (laughs) Just trying to work out where Limo this year, I mean, obviously the big big signing over the summer for us improved the list, (laughs) but I'm trying to work out, is he... Is he going to be like our Brody Grundy? Just sort of takes a bit of the workload off Jay-Z, slots in seamlessly. Yeah. Is he going to be a bit more Jack Gunston and just turn us from good to great yeah. as a show? Oh, yeah. Is he going to be a bit more Taranto Hopper style and basically, you know, yeah. fix the sinking well, we did We did give up a couple of first. It did cost us two first-round drafts because to get him in, to be honest. But was it an acknowledgement, Joe, that you and I aren't funny? Basically, that, that's true. That's is true. That, is that what we're getting at here? I take it personally. That is what the boss said to me. He said, don't tell them that. I see myself more as a Paddy Dane. 
Dangerfield coming in to win us a flag. That's right. it. That's, that's what you're here for. It'll so take you, a, it'll take a few years, but it'll happen. So you're declaring yourself the new captain as well. Uh, yeah, we we love having you part of the show. It's going to be a great year. Speaking of shows, what yes. about Ed Sheeran? Yes, in Melbourne, the last two nights. I think the first night he got 105,000 at the yep. MCG. Last night, 110, Epic. and you were yep. there. Jay-Z. I was there. It was absolutely unbelievable. I'm calling it the past 20 years. It was a top five MCG moment. Ed Sheeran is in the top five MCG. I've got, I've, li- I've listed them. I was, I was still buzzing this morning. <laughs> yeah. Big call. I know. We're, we're giving you some funny looks right now. Well, thinking you're serious, oh, do you want, mate? Should I get to, should, do you want you're, the top wait, five? Hey, are you saying top five in the history of the MCG? Of the so past you, 20 years. Okay. What are the other uh, three? Yeah. Hey? What are the other three? Well, should we, can we, should we get to this later? Close. Or do you want to know this I, now? Do you want to know now? Hey, let's okay. have it. Or, let's have it. Well, Karen McCann coming into the MCG for the 2006 Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Games gold medal. Probably not where I was going. Right. <laughs> See, you need to go. You need You're to go. You're not a here. Now, if you, if you remember, she was shoulder to shoulder with the Kenyan runner. The whole MCG erupts. It was spine tingling. Wait, so this is number five. JC, just pause for a second. Let people pull over in their cars before you read the final two. The people. I'm on the edge of my seat. This is disrespecting one of the great moments. The Commonwealth Games, Craig Mottram, you know, his run was unbelievable as well. Well, like, you know they play footy at the MCG. <laughs> I'm getting to that. Do you know Shane Warne took 700 drives? Right. Number two, he's got the uh, grand final sprint when Joey was in it and came uh, six in there. Which you did for your free tickets, uh, by the way. Right, Warney's in there. Yes. Yeah. Now, which, so would you go the 700 or the hat trick? I'm, I've got anxiety no, for you right now. No, like, you've dug yourself no, in no, a bit of a hole here. And I'm, I'm sweating moments. for you. You go, go the hat trick? I'm going the 700. Oh, you right. the 700. That was an unbelievable moment. Okay, I checked so this, this is with number three in your top no, five. No, we're doing the top five. Doing the, yeah, mm. so, so five. I haven't really. I just went. There's no particular order, right? <laughs> now the World Cup wins. You can't. You can't what? begrudge me on that. The, the Australian World Cup wins. Cricket yeah. World Cup. Yeah. New Zealand. Pardon? Yeah, and then yeah. the and then the yep. ladies the T20 yes. as well. <clears throat> right. Oh what? yes, the the highest uh, women. Ninety thousand crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You finally come. See, everyone listening to this in their cars is nodding along. Jay Z is nailed this. Karen McGann. I remember that. It was it was unbelievable. That now, in terms of the footy stuff, is it the drawn grand final or the dom sheet goal? I'm thinking drawn grand final. Oh. Spine tingling. When BJ took that mark, I'm up there in the press box with a little computer. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. What what was the title of this top five again? Most epic moments? Well, yeah, MCG. Yeah. Maybe Tom Boyd kicking a goal for the Bulldogs, breaking yeah. a 60-year drought. Draw, I mean, Leo Barry, you star, taking a mark to win it, save the well, grand final. I had to pick one, one footy moment. Yeah. What do you think? Geelong winning their first flag. And how many years yeah, was that? Right. Yeah, that was a bit. And then, and then Ed. So I think <laughs> oh. he's in there. 110,000. It was Laughing. What was the one you had? The other one you had in the Commonwealth, ga- the Commonwealth Games, <laughs> the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> no you one's ever had though. a Commonwealth Games moment in a top ten list of anything. You Even the Commonwealth Games doesn't have a top five list. Karen McCann, it was spine tingling. Spine tingling, and everyone remembers except for you. Get stuffed, you. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Having Australia fought back in India team. They won the third test by nine wickets. Nathan Lyon, the GOAT player of the match. It's another test to finish within three days. Now the question is, can Australia draw the series? India 2-1 with one test remaining. Who better to chat cricket with than Triple M's very own Cal Ferguson. Cal, good morning. Hey, team, who saw that coming, hey? I know. Exactly (laughs) what we wanted to see from the Australians after a pretty uh, rocky start to this tour. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think the 10-day break certainly did them good. It was unfortunate that they lost their captain. Um, but certainly the way Steve Smith stepped into those shoes, wow, it was just uh, like riding a bike for him. I thought strategically and tactically, he was just outstanding throughout the test. But to turn it around so dramatically is absolutely incredible. It's only the sixth time we've won in India since 1970, guys. It's wow. an incredible turnaround and what a drubbing it was. I've got, I've got a massive call, Callum Ferguson, to put to you. Okay. I reckon this was the biggest week of test cricket in living memory. Wow. Because Australia yeah. won their second test match in India in 19 years. Yes, and yes. In the... New Ze- anytime England loses, it's good. But to lose <laughs> yes. to New Zealand by one yep. run yep. after a follow-on yep. and those yep. two test matches happening in the same week, what do you say? Oh, I, it's hard to argue with that. Limo, to be honest, it, it was absolutely incredible. You, I, I watched it really closely that last hour and a half of the, the New Zealand and England test match and the demise of the Poms late was outstanding. I, I just, it's really hard to, to trumpet because you're right, you know, Australia don't win in India very often. And, and the way, you know, to see a, a game go so close, one run, um, it was so very nearly another tied test. Um, it's just been absolutely brilliant viewing for the, the cricket fans out there. And do you know you mentioned Steve Smith um, earlier? What what about that catch? That was a blinder of a catch uh, that he took in first slip. I know he's sort of been critical of his catching that he might have missed a couple, but that was an unbelievable catch. But Kel, just tell us what is it like because you know we we've been watching this Test cricket and we've a couple of times we've had this collapse and it's like, geez, what are the Aussies doing? What is it like being out there on a on a subcontinental deck? when the ball is spinning square and sometimes staying low. What is that feeling like as a batsman when it is turning an absolute mile? It is as vulnerable as you'll ever feel <laughs> with a bat in your hand, honestly. You, you, you walk out there and, and you're trying to get a feel for the pace of the pitch. It's not just turning, but the, it's the pace that it spins off the wicket as yep. well. It's really variable. Um, there's footmarks all around you. You're just looking for a, a nice flat bit of the pitch and it's disappearing in front of your eyes as the days go, go on. Um, it, it is just such a vulnerable feeling when you first get out there. But if you can get in and you can get yourself set at the crease, get accustomed to the conditions, Conditions, you can score very quickly. Now, Travis, Travis Head scores quicker than anyone. But what we, do, we have seen in history is when Australian teams have got set, when players get set at the crease, the outfields are absolutely yeah. lightning. So it's, very, it's quite a strange place from that point of view where you can feel like the world's caving in on top of you. But then very quickly, you can feel like you've got everything in hand and you can't help but score runs. So it's just you've got to hang in there so tough. Albeit, these wickets have been as dramatically um, set up as I've ever seen them over in India. So it's it's just another ball game altogether, this tour. We're chatting to Cal Ferguson. And for obvious reasons, Cal, a lot of focus on the spinners, and rightly so because of the deck you're talking mm. about. A lot of talk early in the series about the heir apparent, Todd Murphy. But I want to ask about the GOAT, Nathan Lyon. Oh, He's yes. still only 35 years of age. He's just taken an eight for... Is it premature to think that Nathan Lyon's coming to the end? How much longer do you think he's still got in him? Because he's still bowling as well as ever. Yeah, look, he is, and he's bowling long overs, and we saw him start to get a bit sore towards the end of the last test. But speaking to him at the end of the summer, he's feeling great physically. He A few years ago, started to get a little bit of tendonitis in his knee, and that seems to have disappeared for the most part. So he's actually feeling great physically, which which gives me the indication he's got a few years left in him. And the way he's bowling, I mean, he's now got 53 wickets in 10 tests over in India. Wow. Now, just to 
give you an indication of how well he's going, uh, we lost a great man in Shane Warne about 12 months ago to the day. He took 34 at 43 over in India. Wow. So he is yeah, wow. he's put Warney's record to the sword, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. and that just shows you the quality of, of Nathan Lyon. Um, he's gone over there and dominated in Indian conditions, which not many spinners do. So it's looking like Australia may play India in the World Test Championship final. We know the Aussies are definitely through. It's out of either India and Sri Lanka. If India win this fourth test, they will be through. So it'll be Australia v India in the World Test Championship final. Another player I wanted to ask you about and and whether you see him there, what about David Warner's future, Cal? Where do you sit in this debate? Because it's it's always a tricky one when he's been such Mm. a great player for Australia. Um, But he's obviously nearing the end rather than the beginning of his yes. career. So how do you see this playing out over the next couple of months? Because it's such a huge uh, year for the Australian Test team as well. Yeah, it is. And it's a huge series. It could be the biggest ashes in living memory. Um, the way it's all starting to uh, to, to set up, you're looking at the way they're playing and the Baz ball, if you want to term it that. I don't uh, Baz himself doesn't want to term that way. But, but certainly, um, look, there's been a bit of chat around Travis playing well at the top in this test match and, and potentially unseating Davey. I, I don't see that being Davey's biggest issue. I think his biggest issue is is a selection panel and, and the fact that they decided to actually leave Travis Head out of the first test on horses for courses um, grounds and and on on that on that alone, Davy's in real trouble after his his last uh, his last tour to yep. England was was so um, you know so down. He, he was mm. he averaged nine, I think, for the tour. So on on that precedence, uh, they're not going to pick him, which would be a terrible way for him to go out on an injury. And and look, I, Travis Head's not his problem. Travis will walk straight back into the number number five position in my eyes. He's earned that spot. It's a horses for courses situation. That's why he's opening at the moment. Um, Davy's going to have to. Um, he's going to have to work over the, the selectors in the run in to, to hold a spot at the top of the order um, that he's lost on, on the back of injury. So do you think there's a strong chance that Warner's played his last test for Australia? I think there is. Yeah, there's a really strong chance. Um, you know, I think the selectors will potentially look at, at Cam Bancroft and the way he's gone this this uh, this season in the Shield. He's bounced back really well. He's he's made four hundreds this season already with a couple of games to go. So, look, I think he's he's got a he's got a real fight on his hands with the selectors because they're starting to select horses for courses, and and on that that basis, Davy hasn't scored a hundred. Uh, in overseas conditions for, for nigh on four or five years now. So I think it's four years. So um, he's got some work to do to try and get his uh, convince the selectors that he's the man for the job. I did see a funny meme yesterday on social media that said, no Warner, no India. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cal, quick one for you. We were talking about posters on the bedroom wall earlier when you were a kid growing up in Adelaide. Yes. Who were your heroes? Who was on your bedroom wall? Oh, geez, it grinds my gears to have to say it. Greg Blewett was up on my wall. No. <laughs> it really grinds my gears to have to say it. Yeah, if you could believe it. I mm. cop a lot of grief around these studios over here on the back of that. And Darren Lehman was the other one, another yeah. mate of yours, oh, Lemo. Yes. The, well, the great buff. On that note, we've got to let you go because we know you have to be on air, Triple M in Adelaide. Cal, thanks for your time. We'll chat throughout the year, no doubt. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Cal. Lemo, what are you you're tapping my arm? What do you want to say? What, what's uh, on we your mind? Just, we were just talking There's a to sense Cal- of urgency yeah, about you right we, now. We were just talking to Cal Ferguson, who I love, who's part of the Triple M family. But Test cricket, and I love Test cricket, make no mistake about yes. that. But it's weird to me now how guys can come into the Australian team who I've literally never heard of. Like who? <laughs> 
Well, Todd, Todd, who knew who Todd Murphy was yeah. two months ago? Yeah, fair. And Matthew Kuhneman, I I swear I've never heard his name. Yeah. That could almost be a punter has walked in out of the stands <laughs> and I'd be going, oh, right, okay, here's another one. But isn't it, when I was a kid, yes. I knew every yes. player. I knew exactly where they were from. I knew their bowling average, their batting average, you, where they fielded. You know who you need to listen to more often? Kerry O'Keefe, because he was on Todd Murphy oh, a while ago. Oh, was he? So Kerry's your man. You need to get close to his skull, mm. and then you'll be across all these players, all right? It is, it, well, I need <laughs> to do that because it's happening too much. Have you heard of <laughs> Curtis Patterson? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, tell us. <laughs> Curtis Patterson? Yeah, he's played a couple of tests. Yeah. He played against, um, at, in Canberra, at Monica Oval Shrine, against yeah, well, you, You've done better. And he's also been playing the Big Bash. Than about 25 million Australians. He's got a test average of 144. What? what? Yes, because he's got 30 ball. and 114 not out and never played again for Australia. You guys need to watch more of Fox Cricket, all right? Hey, <laughs> we need to get going because Scott Pendlebury is about to join us next. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Lemo. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Now, Lemo, you just getting the hang of the show today. Yes, yes. Are you a Scott Pendlebury fan? I have, well, I know he's on the line, so I'm going to say yes, of course. <laughs> and you're sitting next to Jay Z. I'm so sitting next to Jay Z. Well, I was about to say, if you're part of Dead Set Legends, you are now well and truly a Scott Pendlebury fan because we love this man. He is a friend of the show, and he joins us on the line. Scott Pendlebury, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? Very well. Now, I was just about to say, and we're joined by Collingwood captain Scott Pendlebury, but of course, you have relinquished that role. How much enjoyable, much more enjoyable is life without that that captaincy burden? <laughs> Um, oh, it's not too different, to be honest. A lot of people have sort of asked, oh, do you enjoy the extra freedom and stuff like that? Um, it's, it's pretty much, for me, it's the same sort of stuff when I'm playing. It's probably just off the field, not having to deal with some of the issues that arise from time to time with a few of the boys uh, getting in a little bit of trouble. So um, it's nice to have my weekends completely free and not have to jump on Zoom meetings and things like that. <laughs> mm. I was, what, I was at Ed Sheeran last night, Scotty, at the uh, MCG, top five MCG. I'm going to pass my years if you missed <laughs> oh, our dear. conversation um, earlier. Now, I was watching your coach dance. He was right in front of me and he was, you know, boogieing along. <laughs> and then Craig was in front of you dancing. Yes. Yeah. And what, what, has he got moves? Or? He did have some moves. I didn't mean to do like a hip shimmy or a little shake oh, there. A hip shimmy. But he also went for the Nana blanket throughout the concert for some for some period. And I know he's oh, very he was cold. respected. He was a little he was a little cold. So have you seen him dance before? Is he is that does he roll with that one in the change rooms ever? Or because he's a big nah, dancer from what I've I've never seen him dance, but I know he does love his concert. He went to Elton John not long ago. Um, right. and I'm no doubt he'll have a story for us on Tuesday. And about you, Ed Sheeran. Right. Are you shocked by the Nana blanket, or does that add up to you, Scotty? <laughs> um, nah, nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, doesn't surprise me. He is a little bit older, yeah. um, so he might have got a bit cold after the sun went down. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching him. He was outstanding. Hey, um, Scotty, I did watch Jordan Degoe at uh, Match Simulation a couple of, couple of weeks ago. We all know about everything that happened last year, but he looked absolutely phenomenal. Now, did I just catch him? On a, um, on a on a particularly good training session, or has he had an outstanding summer? No, he's had a really good preseason. Um, obviously, everyone knows last year was a bit interrupted for him, and um, you know it's probably this stage last year still just getting trying to get a f- um, fitness base under him. Whereas this year he's done all the training, he's really fit, he's been able to practice in his role a lot more, and um, I think we're seeing the fruits of that. Even with 
his form the other night in, in the preseason game, um, you know, I think he still only played 65% of the game time or, or 70%, but just looks really dangerous, really explosive. Um, as I said, you know, it helps so much being an AFL player when you've got a full preseason under your belt, which he's got. So, yeah, it's exciting for him and exciting for our footy club. But the question on everyone's lips, uh, Scotty, is where will Jordan Ngoi go for his mid-season break this year? <laughs> <laughs> Terrell, uh, I think, yeah, I think he'll be under house arrest. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's when, and that's when Scotty will be relieved that he's not captain when he doesn't get that phone call and go, Scotty, we just need to have a chat in the leadership group. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Pendles, what about yourself, mate? You just turned 35 in January. Uh, mate, when I was 35, I was pizzas and, and six-packs. But you are as fit as ever. How are you mentally and physically feeling coming into – What's this, your 16th, 17th season now? It could be even more, nearly 20. How's your body and hey, mind feeling with this group? Yeah, it's, um, I'm yeah in a really good spot. Um, done a lot of the pre-season work. Uh, Fly was generous enough to give me until January off, which was um, yeah a little bit different. I'm sort of a guy who always likes to get in and do the work and um, you know, not, sort of a lot fresher coming into January, not, not having to go through all the meetings and that process. So enjoy that. And, yeah, just I think this time of year you're always just really excited for – for round one, the the preseason games are a little bit tricky to get up for, and um, really excited for for the catch round one the season and, and see how we go. Is there a more sure bet than saying to a player Scott Pendlebury come back in January, know they're going to come back in good nick? Mm. He's not a player oh, yeah, yeah. you've got to there's, worry about, is he, Limo? There's some you can't trust, but yeah. I reckon Scott Pendlebury <laughs> yeah. can probably trust. Hey, Pendles, if ever you're feeling a bit flat, there was an article on ESPN yesterday. Sorry, Joe, to pump up another outlet here. Jay Z. Uh, Jay Z, sorry. Jay Z. Jay Z. But it was tied, the title of the article is The Enduring Magnetism of Scott Pendlebury. And it was a great article. Uh, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've read it, but a couple of facts in that that I didn't know. One, you've got a basketball background. <laughs> no, man. Oh I was across that one. But the, nice one to put that in. Yeah, yeah. But you've played eight. I know, this is one I wasn't across, which apparently is a ter- Terry Wallace fact. You've played eight seasons where you've had six hundred plus possessions. Were you across that particular stat yourself? Uh, no. Is that? I assume that's a good thing. You're the, well, you're the uh, only person. No one has ever done that before. Had eight seasons of 600-plus possessions. Wow. wow. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Today, Lemo. yeah, well done. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, well, it means I'm doing something right, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, football, so yeah. that's part of the game. So it's good to see I've ticked that one off. And, <laughs> and could, like, played 358 games, Joe. We know the condition. was second in the best and fairest last year. Boomer Harvey played 432 games. So do you think a great Ooh. man could become... I thought you were going to say 400. I would have said yes. 400 pendles can get. 432s or like pendles. What's what that? That's another... Another three. Have you got another three in you, Scotty? Or? Um, <laughs> Maybe. I'm, well, I'm only contracted to the end of the year. So right. <laughs> I can't talk about that if I've only got a contract. No, nah, no. Nah, just at this age, uh, you're just trying to enjoy every game as they come. And um, It's a really exciting year for us last year, being around the mark. And hopefully we're, we're back around the mark because it's... A lot easier to get up for when you know you're competing for the for the big cup at the end of the end of the season. It was just about the story of the year last year. Not yeah. only the catapult, the rise, but how you played that fast footy. And by the looks of your summer training, you guys will put the foot to the floor again in your ball movement. But uh, Joey's had an outstanding summer, Scotty. He's in great shape. He's lost probably five kilos. You've been doing the fitness um, thing, Joey. You're in, you're in. You've come. You've had a strong summer. Following a new I, app, I think. Well, Scotty, yeah. <laughs> that's why it must be Scotty Pendlebury's temp. It Tell is. us about Temple, Scott, because it's a new fitness and well-being app, and there are, I think, more than 2,000 videos. You've just launched it. Uh, tell us a bit about it. 
Yeah, we launched it um, last week, and it, yeah, the the uptake's been really surprising. A lot of people have got behind it. Yeah, as you said, it's sort of fitness, well-being. Um, we've tried to target a lot of um, specialists in their in their field, so chiropractors, osteos, so a lot of uh, injury management, injury prevention. Um, you know, Jay, you can jump on there and do some knee programs. Somehow your knee's yes. not too good, mate. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're just trying to be a one-stop shop for people. A lot of the stuff that I've enjoyed doing over my career and that I'm passionate about, we've tried to include on the app. And uh, as I said, the uptake so far has been really, really great. A lot of people supporting us, and um, it's great to have you guys supporting it as well. And, uh, Scotty, before we let you go, we're asking uh, people this morning about posters on their bedroom walls as a kid. When you were growing up as a young fella, who was your hero? Who was on the bedroom wall? Yeah, I had two. I had Shane Woe Woden and Jeff Farmer. Oh, they Jeff Farmer. Yeah, I love Jeff Farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was unbelievable. So I was a big Melbourne supporter growing up and um, still that prelim from 2000. I think the Wiz kicked about seven or nine that night and absolutely <laughs> tore, tore north to shreds. So, oh. um, yeah, love him. And he would have been taking a massive hanger in that yeah. poster, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or kicking a goal. I can't really remember. And then well, Woden was just after he won the brown, though. I had that up as well. Well, we've taken up too much of your time, but just quickly, where are you? I can hear a lot going on in the background. Yeah, so I'm at Sandringham Little Athletics today, and there's uh, kids everywhere. So I'm just watching Jacks try and do the high jump. He just before he failed because he tried to do a forward flip when he was running up to do the high jump. So <laughs> he failed his first attempt. We'll let you get back to Little A's. Hey, we always appreciate your time on Dead Set Legends. Cheers, Pendles. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Do you reckon Scotty knows that 7,000 Collingwood supporters are about to descend on Sandra yeah. Mandel Athletics? <laughs> I feel like that's a bit I know. To... That was a stitch-up by me, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, where are you? So fans yeah. can meet and greet. Um, he is such a great guy, isn't he? And we like... So now you have to officially be a Scott Pendlebury fan, okay? Yeah, yeah. no, I do. I do love him. Yeah. I do love yeah, him. Yeah, but behind a... me on the bus, though. Okay, I'm 1A. Can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm well back. There's a lot of Hawthorne players between you and you and me. On What's that the one. app? Temple. Temple. And you're you're on the app. You're Just on Scott Pendlebury. Yeah, yeah, going to jump on board. Yeah, I might have a little new download after this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. get a few workouts. 2,500 videos. 2,500? That's a lot. Oh. Yeah. And just Good. watch Scott stretch all day. <laughs> You'll be now in heaven. Now it's getting weird. Now it's getting weird. Lemo, time for you must have heard of Give Me a Spell on this show. Have I ever? Yeah, exactly. So this is how we finish the show every week. Give me a spell, something to get off your chest. Well, what have you got for us? Yeah, I do. Hang on. We'll chuck the throw the opener. Uh, okay. Yeah, do it again. Start again. I'll start again. Start again. Start again. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with JoJo, Kath and Lemo. As we finish every week, it is time for... The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Lemo, you're the new addition to this show, so yep. you've got the new ball. Mm. I tell you what, give me a spell. The pitchers in India, are they <laughs> Are they kidding themselves? It's Fair. like you're meant to go over the pitch with a roller, not a plough. Those things, they may as well bowl on a train track in Mumbai. It is a, it is a disgrace. It is an international disgrace, and the fact that they're getting away with it is a joke. Yes. Good start, so Lemo. Give me a spell. Great. I reckon Lemo will be good at these give me yeah. a spell. Say, so I'll go next. We love yes. our NBA, Jay-Z. Yes. Not sure if the other two are across it, but Not Ja really. Morant, how good is he? He's Superstar. One of the best. One of the best. Have you been following what's happened with him lately? What Over happened? summer, he was playing a pickup game, so a bit of street basketball. Yeah. Mm. He repeatedly punched a 17-year-old kid. Well, yeah. I went to town on him, punched him multiple times, and then went to his house what? and sh- flashed his gun. This is one of the superstars of the NBA. Yeah. This has all what? happened in the last few days. Yeah. He's being uh, looked at for repeatedly bashing a kid assault. and then sh- assault and then flashing a gun at him. 
He's still playing at the moment. Mm. John Morant, one of the big superstars of the NBA. Give me what a, a spell. Joke. Yes. What a bit yeah. of a knob doing yeah. that to a young Douche. kid playing some street basketball. So, John Morant, give me a spell. Jay-Z? Yes, couldn't agree more. I'm going to stick with the cricket theme. There's selectors, and I know sometimes they're easy to criticise and, and, um, and sitting ducks, but can we just revisit the selection call in the first test to go with Renshaw over Travis Head, who steered us to a magnificent victory last night. And you're our Fox cricket expert here, Kath. Yeah. Just in terms of really poor decisions, that would have to be, that would be one of the worst selection calls in recent memory, right? Because we all said it stinks at the start. Yep. Yeah. And I love it when we talk selection calls and we always say, well, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But Mm. I think at the time, everyone was blowing up about it, and rightly so. Yeah. Selectors, give me a spell. Yeah. I actually don't have one. I'm trying to think of one, but I don't have one. You've only had all summer to think of one, Kath. That's fine, Kath. We'll go to this. Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Mate, you are a legend. This might be a little backhanded compliment, but we've just been talking about the cricket. You spoke about some yes. of the um, no names or names we've hardly heard of. Curtis Patterson's I love a one. backhanded compliment. So I want to make it a dead set legend of the week, Matt Kuderman, because we're all talking about Nathan Lyon taking eight for 60, but Matt Kuderman yep. took five for 16 in the first innings that set up this test win. And I'm not sure how many more tests he's going to play for Australia because he'll play the next test in India because it's turning yeah. sideways. But once we come back to Australia or go to England, I'm not sure, Matty Kuderman, how many more tests yeah. he will play. He could be one of these ones, Kath, that you'll remember, but we'll look back and go, remember when Matt Kuderman destroyed India over in India and you know, we didn't hear much of him again. Yeah. So Matt Kuderman, just in case, he's going to get our dead set legend of the week. Good you know job. what I love? Yeah. When you were doing that backhanded compliment and you started to call him Matty Kuderman, like you're trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Kuhneman. Yeah. Um, hey, Limo, congratulations. Yes. First show. Right, thank you. John J. absolutely now. It can't wait for the year ahead. It is a Triple M's Dead Set Legends with the Joey J, Kath and Limo. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Betfair. Play your way this autumn racing carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. These legends will be back next week. It's like a Del Santo Montana one, so back in the day. <laughs>